Let's have our seats, please. Sit down. We are in your father's house. Um, hi, 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 hi. So, who can tell us what we're discussing about this month? <laughs> That's the energy. Do you want to try that again? Okay, for those that are about to die, going to catch up. What are we talking about this month? Okay. So the question is, who is Jesus? That's the question. Right, who is Jesus? We're going to make this as interactive as possible. You know, I'll be asking us some questions. I'll be expecting answers. Don't worry, they're not difficult questions. So, you know, and there's a mic here. So, in case somebody wants to speak. It's just, we're going to make it interactive. Right? We're going to make it interactive. We're going to just talk and ask. Because the truth is, I, mean, I also learn. I don't, no one knows everything. I don't know everything, obviously. I'm a human. I'm limited in my humanness. Right? So we're going to be discussing about Jesus. And one prayer that I'm praying is that as we talk about him, he reveals himself to us. Yes, very, very important. Because the truth is, there are levels to this thing. Some people know Jesus to a level of, in Jesus' name, cancer, go. Some people, three days must follow with fasting. So, there are levels, right? Praise God. Praise Jesus. So, who is Jesus? In one word, who can tell me who Jesus is to them? Try and do away with the nuances of Savior, you know, all those normal lingua in the Bible. Just, who do you think? Who is it to you? Sir? <laughs> it's Abba. Abba. Ooh, ooh, ooh. How many of us don't know the meaning of Abba? A-B-B-A, right? What does Abba mean? Father. Sustainer, provider. Is everything. But you will marry Jesus now. <laughs> but you have a wife now. <laughs> I'm married myself. So I'm, we're just discussing, right? We're trying to enter the nitty gritties of, of this little thing so that we'll get the best out of it. Amen. So we've heard sustainer. What else? Uh, Jesus is. Um God with me. Mm, Emmanuel. Yeah. Mm, okay. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Who else wants to go? He's a gift. He's a gift. Hey! Hey! I, I felt I felt that one. Oh the single people relate more with that. <laughs> no, I'm not throwing shades. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Praise Jesus. So in order to know who a man is, we have to journey through different aspects of that man's life. So for instance, if I sent Bro Ayobami to a different land, or let's say Bro Ayobami came to London, for instance, I'm trying to figure out who is he? What questions are we going to be asking? Let's interact. So let's say he comes in as a, an ambassador, someone, you know, very big man, you know, although there's no big body, but let's the big is in the spirit, you understand what I mean, right? And he likes to wear big, big coats, so, and the same with big, big shoes also. So you think, you know, so let, let's assume it comes like that. 
then we're not trying to find out who is he. What questions are we going to be asking around this personality, or around this person? Let's give it a try. Who wants to go? No, I, I want us to be very structured about this. <laughs> Let, let's try. One, who is his father, right? Okay. What else? What other question are we going to be asking? What's your portfolio like? Okay. <laughs> Where is he from? His pedigree. What has he done? Track record. What else again? Is he married? It's a valid question. It's a valid question. I won't say what's in my mind. Mm-mm-mm. I won't say. <laughs> that one is too deep now. <laughs> I have deep people. You are going to general the streets. Ah, no now. Someone just came in and we're asking with the person, will you be asking like who is his great grandfather? Won't ask that one now. Is he in a tribe? <laughs> For those that don't know what tribe means, tribes are our own house fellowship. So if you're not in a tribe, you're not in the household of David. I'm sorry. So join a tribe today. Amen? Yeah. Alright, so we ask, we're going to ask for his name. Who is he? Right? What is his purpose? What is he here to do? What is his motive? Is he chasing something? Or something is chasing him? Do you understand? We need to ask, we're going to ask him, we're going to ask ourselves. So let's ask we are not gossiping, let's ask we are talking about the person. What do you think he's here for? What is he here to do? Is he here to solve a problem or to add problem? That's a valid question. When someone walks into your life, ask, are you here to, especially for those are single, are you here to solve my problem or are you here to add to my problem? Let me know so I know where to place you. <laughs> Praise Jesus. I'm not, I'm not against single people today. Please, you guys should just receive the message with love. You know, forget the messenger and listen to the message. I beg you. Amen. When I want to beg my wife to do some things, I'll say, Joe, if I'm, I'm how old me? Don't look. <laughs> because I can be naughty sometimes, right? Sir? Do you understand? So I, I talk like that sometimes. Praise God. Amen. We want to know what are his beliefs. Especially if he's joining a fold or he wants to influence something, right? If you want to join a company today, they ask you, they'll, they'll tell you, these are our core values, just like we have in HOD. They say, these are our values, you know. And they ask you questions in line with that values and they expect you to give them a different answer, which is not true. Obviously, you're going to get an answer in return to what they, even if that is not who you are. Do you get what I'm saying? We're going to be asking God who, or we're going to, not asking God, we're going to be asking the person, what is his message? So I'm trying to tailor it with, you know, the Jesus we're talking about. What is his message? What is he trying to pass along? <clears throat> Excuse me. And when we ask these different questions, you now... The way our brain works, the way I've listed these questions, our brain has started to map these things out in different places. We're trying to see different ways of how Jesus comes into all these places. And you're also trying to see how or your own knowledge of him. So at the end of the day, if we're able to answer all these questions, we will be able to come to a reasonable conclusion that I know who this person is. If anybody should ask you, no, at least to an extent, I can defend my knowledge. Right. So, the first thing we're going to do is checking out Jesus, the origin. Where did he come from? How did he start? And a very beautiful verse gave us this. That's John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Who wants to read for us? It's a very popular verse. We should have, it should be here. But for the sake of 
Let's read John 1 1. Is it on the screen? No, it's John, no, not first John. It's John. We'll read it from verse 1 to verse 4. Verse 1 to verse 4. Is it up now? Okay, let's start with verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 2. It was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, those four verses tell us about the origin of who Jesus is. It's a teaching. So if you want to put notes down, it's fine. If you want to cram it, which I believe we cannot do it, it's also fine. If you also want to listen and go and study later, that's also fine. Most important thing is when we speak to each other, just ask God to open up your heart so that He gives you insight because it's beyond what I'm saying. Everyone has personal experiences of who Jesus is to them. So what I am doing right now is just to throw a bit more light. So when I speak about some certain things, the part of Jesus that you need to get to know more just begins, you know, it just that light just shines on that part and you get a revelation that you're always looking for. Amen. Amen. So, but when I checked John 1, 1 to 4, there was no Jesus there. How did we know he was talking about Jesus? Because he said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, it, that just tells us that that person, the Word, W-O-R-D, is somebody's name. Because he personified the Word turned him into a person, first person. He didn't speak of it as a thing or something. So, but, like I said, there was no mention of Jesus there. So, how do we know that he was talking about Jesus? Now we're in silence. Who wants to give it a try? There are no wrong answers. We're going to just enlighten it. Go ahead, sir. Say that again, let everyone hear. Do you know where that scripture, rapper class scripture is? Nah. I think it's the later part of John 1, Abby. I think so. If you can find it, just let me know. So I will just read it up there. So, what he's trying to say is that <clears throat> John later speaking says that this word now became flesh. And this flesh decided to come to earth. Right. Now, if we read Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning, the world was with God. I don't understand. Are they talking about two different beginnings? They are. So, how do we separate the beginnings? Which one, was, which one came first? The beginning for beginning. should not confuse my brain. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, so that, let for the, so that everyone can get knowledge, right? Give him the mic. That, that small phrase you wanted to see, just see it. Let me too tap some Rema. Don't no, worry. Don't, you don't. <laughs> there was a beginning before the beginning. Yes. Right? And the beginnings before beginnings was the one where Christ, God, um, God, Jesus, which is the Word and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. together, were existed. 
So if you go through um, some later verses in Genesis, it says, let us make man in our image. And there was the part where there was reference to God, the Father, and the Son. And when the Holy Spirit. Okay. And then further parts of the Bible also talks about bearing witness in heaven and different things where you have the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. There are three bear witness in heaven. And like that, like that. Hallelujah. Let's clap for him. I learned something. Please, let's read about Bibles in this life. You can't survive if you don't read Bible. Praise God. <clears throat> so now that we've been able to establish where he came from, we understand right now that he was there from the very from day one. Because he himself is God. Exactly. I did not say it to remember it's all the things that we've gone through together, right? Now, if we understand that that was how everything started. So that means. That means the name Jesus that was given to him was just so that he could bear that in the earthly realm. Is that not it? Because imagine somebody walking and you're just calling, that's the word. <laughs> it's having weird. So that's why the angel had to appear, you know, to Mary. Oh, blessed woman, you're going to have a child, right? This is what you name him. Appear to the man. Don't worry, I'm involved. Not me, not me like me. I'm talking about. You, know, you understand the story, Sha? You know, how to comfort him also. Right. Now that we've been able to establish, establish who Jesus is, not who, but at least where he came from, then we have an idea of that question you ask, who is his daddy? Or who is your father? That means if you want to acknowledge that you know Jesus to an extent, you have to be able to understand that he comes from a father. I mean, he himself is under some sort of authority. Yes or yes? So, that means I cannot be a, I cannot be a bastard and follow one part of Jesus' teachings and ignore the rest. True? That means as a Christian, as an individual, I cannot say that, oh, yes, I believe in Jesus, but there are some things I'm not going to do. You know, to say it's in the heart, it's a thing of the heart. You know, there's some people like that. I hope we're not here. Those who are not here. You know, it, you say it's a thing of the So that means it's a thing of the heart. So if, is it, if we cannot move like that, that means everything that Jesus is, we have to accept him the way he is and walk in the realities that he has set for us. I know it sounds like being English. We're going to journey into that very soon. Amen? No, we're not going to finish. The plan is not to finish what I have for us, no. The plan is to take it step by step where there are and if anyone has questions, by all means, this Bible study, just do like this and ask your question. If I cannot answer it, we have generals in the house that can answer it. Amen? I did identify one of them now. <laughs> Don't be scared. Don't worry. Praise God. <clears throat> Another thing we need to find out is, what is his purpose on earth? Or why did he come? Why is he here? Because a man's journey, a man's mission tells a lot about the kind of person he is or who sent him. And to help us do that, we're going to look at 
Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Matthew 5, 17 and 18. This tells us explicitly his purpose on earth. We're going to break that down all to in smaller bits. That's not on there or yet. Let me just go here. Sir? Matthew 5, 17. Alright. Can we read it together? Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. The next one. Next um, verse 18. For as shortly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one title will not will by no means pass the law until all is fulfilled. That's my issue with King James Version. My brain tries to fill in some gaps based on the way the English is. Sir? NIV will be better, sir. We've upgraded, have we? <laughs> Praise Jesus. Okay, thank you. Yes, yeah, so, for truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. So that means Jesus has come to tell us that this is why I have come. Now, the laws that Moses gave in the Torah, they were close to 661, if I'm not mistaken. And these laws were given to the Israelites at that time because the hearts of men, they were hardened. That's why you hear then, an eye for an eye, you know. If somebody kills somebody, he has to die. You know, there are many weird laws like that. I cannot wear two different fabrics, you know. Don't wear that which belongs to you. That's where some of our brothers have taken some laws there and they've built, you know, doctrines on it, you know. But that's not the focus. But what, I'm, what Jesus is telling us is that this is why I have come. To establish or to fulfill the laws. I'm not here to abolish it. Remember, it was God that gave Moses them, these laws, the ones in the Old Testament. So if Jesus had come and said, no, we're going to scrap those laws, it would have been in contradiction. Right? Because it's not possible for a son and a father, if they say they agree, they should be, they should not have the same goal. So in God's wisdom, even when he was giving out those laws, right, those laws were to do seven things that I've listed, I'm going to tell us. Right? And those seven things, Jesus came and started fulfilling each one of them. Each one of them. So at the end of the day, when they ask him, why? What is your purpose? Why are you here? In that verse, he told them, I'm here to fulfill or establish the law of the prophet. I'm not here to abolish it. Now, because of this, it's going to take us into a small journey of what is exactly is the law. This law that we're talking about. I don't want to assume that we all know what the law is. Right? That's why we are going through this. So I'm going to understand because if we don't know where we are coming from, we won't know where we are going to. If you don't understand that this is what God has delivered me from, if you now want to say you want to enjoy the new covenant, which we are going to get in later, we cannot, you won't be able to really value it. You won't be able to value it. Praise God. Praise Jesus. In Matthew 5, chapter 19, Jesus tells us that he is not he promoted even those not normally he's promoted he commended those that were even teaching the law properly. He said, "Oh, you guys are doing a great job. You're going to see the kingdom of heaven." And oh, I'm just paraphrasing what that, that verse means. I think I have about a few minutes. One point. It's good. No. He commended them. He said they have done a very good work because why they have promoted the law that the Father have given. 
And those that are working against it, definitely bash them. You trust him. The guy has no chill. Right? In looking at the law, it was made up into three parts. The first was the Ten Commandments. The second one was based around worship and reverence to God. The third one was based on, you know, festivals, you know, what to do. Festival that you have festival of the living bread, you know, festival of weeks. These are different festivals. And each one has a role to play. So by understanding the roles that these things have to play to an extent, then we'll now just oppose it side by side with what Jesus came to do. It will help us have that understanding that we crave. This is just one part of the story. Later, right, we're going to be going towards the message that Jesus came with. So we'll talk about how did Jesus now want to say, oh, I've not come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill it. How was he going to do that? What was his strategy? What was he going to do? Was he going to, you know, just tell people that, oh no, don't listen to that anymore, or this is what I'm doing? No. He would do that through the message of the gospel of the kingdom. We are going to go into what is the message of the gospel of the kingdom later. But for now, we are going to talk about some part of the law. We are taking us back into the Old Testament. Now remember, the New Testament was not present when Jesus was alive. Even when Paul then they were the ones that were writing it, so they didn't have New Testament to read. That means everything they knew, listened to, or read was coming from the Old Testament. Right? Now, if we understand, that means we can boldly and safely say that the New Testament, right, is the Old Testament revealed. And the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. So, if we have that understanding as believers, then we know that for me to even understand who Jesus is, I can't start from New Testament. There are different teachings around this. We will say, oh, you want to know Jesus, start from Matthew, Mark, no problem. But the things that birthed the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John started from the Old Testament. They didn't start, there was no New Testament at that time. So if you want to really understand who Christ is, what he has come to do, the laws he has come to abolish, his plan, everything, no wonder, in Matthew, between Matthew, chapter five, uh, Matthew 1 and Matthew chapter 5, there were six prophecies that Jesus had to fulfill. From the birds to running away to Egypt to when Herod killed the kids. Like all these prophecies had to be fulfilled. And where were they from? Old Testament. Praise God. We're going to look at the purposes of the law. That is this law. The one that God gave to the children of the Israelites. The purposes of this law. And when we look at them, it will give us an idea. So what I want us to do before we now get to what Jesus has come to do, as we talk about what each, the seven things that the laws were supposed to do, just imagine in your head, what did Jesus do to counter this? Remember, he did not erase it. He only took it to the next level. Praise Jesus. One of the purposes was to reveal the holy character of the eternal God. That was one of the purposes of the law. To reveal the holy character of the eternal God to the nation of Israel. Now, if we check Leviticus, Leviticus, that thing always keeps skipping my mind. Leviticus, no, is it Levi or Levi? Because it's L E V I. So it's kind of tricky there. Depends on where I'm from. Hmm. So how would you pronounce it? (laughs) 
He said the eyesight. This one said, T. Salem, please. Um, let's open to the third book in the Bible, <laughs> the Old Testament. <laughs> Sir? Thank you. Let's open to book three of Torah. Leviticus or Leviticus or Leviticus, whatever, whatever pronunciation. You shall understand where I'm going with this, right? If we look at chapter 19, verses 2. If you look at chapter 19, verses 2. Let me see, do we have to read this? 19. Yeah. Is it on the screen? Said, speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy because I, the Lord your God, is holy. Or I'm holy. Right. So what happened, if you continue to read down, God wanted to tell them, He wanted them to understand His holiness because God's holiness is on a different level. Right. So He wanted them to understand, okay, this is the holiness I'm talking about. I'm not talking about holiness of, I'm not, you know, thinking of something. No. He listed what he wanted them to do. In fact, I think that whole book was a more, it had a lot of laws, a lot of things there. Praise God. I will just run through this quickly. Now, the second one is, the purpose, second purpose of the law is to set apart the nation of Israel as distinct from other nations. Because one thing God did, that's what I just quoted now. We can put it in one word consecration. God had to separate the Israelites and say, no, these are my people. Because these are my people, they have to do some certain things. Now, if you want to read more on that, just check out Exodus chapter 19 verses 5. I'm out of time already, but I'll round up now. Right, I'll just say the third one. God had to separate them and let them know that you are not like every other person. What do we think Jesus did to that? Just imagine it. We're going to talk about it, but I want you to just imagine it. Right. Like, you're not like every other person. Because I'm in you now and you are in me. Now you can bear fruit. Without me, you cannot do much. I think that's John 15, 5, if I'm not mistaken. So, you will see that at every step that these laws... Remember, this, what I'm quoting, what I'm saying now, they are from the old laws, not what Jesus has done. But Jesus did not come to scrap those things away because those things are the foundation. Praise God. The last one I mentioned for today, we'll continue the rest next week, is to reveal the sinfulness of man. To reveal the sinfulness of man. You see, in those days, the hearts of men were very hardened. They were not like the guys we have now. Like those guys were real OGs. You know, they would kill people do stuff and they're not going to bat an eye about it. In fact, one of the festivals they had to do, right, they had to kill a goat in one of the laws. They have to kill a goat for sin sacrifice. So, I've sinned. I'm killing a goat for that. Now, for walking in the holiness and righteousness, I have to kill two lambs. So, imagine someone that has done crazy stuff, and when he knows that all he has to do is to kill one goat and two lambs at the end of the year, what do you think is, how do you think he's going to live his life? If you knew that at the end of everything, you have to just go and kill one goat, and then one goat for your sin, then for the next year to cover you, you will kill two lambs. How do you think they live their lives? 
Tá? <laughs> so, but that law was not sustainable. They only did it then because it was the only thing that these people could understand. In fact, at one point, Bible God described these people as a stiff-necked people. I don't know who has seen someone has it. I don't know who woke up, maybe slept on one side of their neck, and they woke up and they could not move the neck properly. You see how difficult it is. Now imagine a people where their neck is totally one side. What that means is their heart is turned permanently. See, these guys saw more miracles than anybody. They saw more miracles than any nation. Think about it. Who else saw pillar of fire and pillar of cloud? Who else? I think the, 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 the miracle that is closest to that was when, was it Joshua that, that, stood, that made the sun stand still? I think that was probably the closest to it. The closest. I don't think that is even as close, because someone that slept and woke up, I don't notice that the sun has stayed still for that period. But you are walking and you are seeing a pillar of cloud like this, pillar of fire, every day for how many days? And yet, they still doubted him when they did not see water to drink. There's a prayer. I don't know whether it's a scriptural prayer. And I'm being honest. Go on, don't make us like the Israelites. <laughs> Sir? Go on, because at the end of the day, <laughs> you can't see all that and then still remain the way you are. It has, it's supposed to change you now. But that's one of the things that Jesus came to do because their hearts were so hardened. One of the things that is dead cost, I'm going ahead of myself, but God help me. One of the things that is dead cost was that he gave us a tender heart. Because the thought of it that somebody died for me, the thought of it that somebody died for me, that thought alone is enough to break somebody. That's one that has a heart. Praise God. It's enough. Then as humans that we are, when someone has done something for you, you have this Ability of wanting to reciprocate that. Oh, if he did so much for me, God, what do I need to do? Especially when he's telling you that my way is the way. There's no other way. You know, in the cab when I was coming to church this morning, the bad guy that took me is a Muslim. So we're just chatting. I'm trying to make it a customer to chat with you guys. At least, let's see whether, you know. <laughs> so we're just chatting. And he says, a Muslim. Wow, wonderful, great. I said, I'm a Christian. Ah, I said, you're going to church in London. Ah, I said, you're a good man. Okay. No problem. That was not my headache anyways. But he said, ah, we, do you believe in Jesus? I said, yeah, he's just a prophet. He said, this. Ah. I said, I don't believe he's a prophet though. I believe he's the son of God. He said, ah, no, we don't believe he's the son of God. That if God, he, he hinged it on, if God could do anything, if God is great, God doesn't need to have a son. And I told him, I said, sir, come. You are driving me now. You are a driver. When you get to your house, your son will call you daddy. Your wife won't call you daddy. Your wife will call you husband or me, my love. Only you, three personalities. That's how it is for Jesus. I was able to explain the concept of Trinity to him because they don't understand. They cannot make out the difference. They just see it as, how can you say, no, no. One person can have multiple personalities. That's the closest, that's not even the true nature of Trinity, but that's the closest that we can use to explain the concept of Trinity to them. So that they understand that you can be three people and still be one person. 
That is Trinity. Praise God. Praise Jesus. He didn't say I said what I said anyway. He said, no, yeah, good man, don't worry. I believe, you believe yourself. He said, son of God, no problem. You know, go ahead, have fun. You know, I believe he's a prophet, no problem. His English wasn't that strict, so we're just giving me, you know, back and forth. I said, God help you, don't worry, you are fine, you know. And by the time we finish this, we'll come to an understanding of who he is, why he's here, the things he has done, what he had to go through. So that when somebody wakes you up 2 a.m. and ask you who is Jesus, you will just be like, in fact, you might even move to tears because by the time you think of everything, you're like, ah, Jesus, ah, Jesus, ah, my Lord, my Savior, my Abba, my Sustainer, my Lover, my Redeemer, the Mighty One, the one who created, by, by Him the earth and heavens were created. The one that ah. without him nothing would have been created. That means without him in the beginning, you and I will not exist. That's the meaning. That is who he is. So if you begin to think about him like that, then you begin to see that there's no way, even the man that was saying that he believed Jesus was a prophet wouldn't have existed if Jesus did not come or wasn't in the picture. Praise God. Let's just say a word of prayer. Sorry for taking our time. I hope it was worth it. I'll, we'll pray the first prayer that we prayed before. That. Lord, reveal yourself more to me even as we talk about you. Because what happens is when we start to talk about Jesus, there's a way the atmosphere just changes. And some people start to feel this sensation in their hearts. It might be goosebumps, it might be, you know, chills, whatever it is. Just a, sample, a, a, a cry to say, oh, I am here. Ask him to reveal himself more to you. And I won't lie to you, more of it, that will come in your personal place of study in your personal place of prayer, when you are inquiring, asking him, reveal yourself, tell me, who are you? And then he will show up like the mighty one that he is. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise Jesus. I hope we learned something. Okay. I hope we learned something. All right. So we're going to take our offering.